Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Worship at Hillhead. Whether you are online or on site, it is good to be together. Um, just for the benefit of those who are on site, we only have this room this morning. The other room is being used by something else or somebody else, so there is nowhere else to go. And please don't get excited thinking there's tea and coffee because it isn't for us. It's for the other group. I know. I'm really sorry about that. The on-site online people, you can have a cup of tea or coffee if you want one. Spare a thought for the rest of us who've just been like, you know, made to see it and we can't have it. As you can see, Anne and Brian aren't with us this morning as they are taking a very well-deserved break. So if there is something that you would normally contact Anne about, please contact me in the first instance and I'll do whatever I can to help, whether that is passing you on to somebody else or answering the question myself. As well as my voice this morning, you will hear the voices of Grace and Rachel. Grace will be reading scripture for us and Rachel will be lighting our candle. As far as I know, our musicians are Paul. I forgot to check with Tother Paul, but I believe Paul F. is our musician this morning. A reminder that the AGM and church meeting will take place on Sunday the 11th of September and this is formal notice of that. So especially if you are in membership of this church, please do your utmost to be at that meeting because there will be important matters, if routine matters, upon which to vote and important things to talk about. Hopefully everybody who worships here regularly has received an email message from Anne with details of the new church bank account. And this is the one into which we pay our offerings. So it's really important that we get our payment details up to date as soon as possible because the old account will be closing and we don't want uh, any complications caused by that. So again, if you're uncertain about any of that, if you drop me a line or give me a ring or um, you could also contact Alistair, who is our day-to-day treasurer person, who will be able to help you with that. Family news, um, just to say particularly that we had an update from Marit this week, who thanks us for our ongoing prayers for her, her mother and her wider family. This is just a short extract from Marit's email. My mum was released from hospital about two weeks ago and is settling back home. She's relearning functioning with one leg and enjoying being around her friends and in her garden. She hasn't started back at work yet, but is aiming for that. She's busy preparing for my sister's wedding. I think that's taking place in about a week and a half from now. And she is still planning to visit Marit and Tom in November when their baby is born. She says, we all have a long way ahead of us to some kind of new normal but we can already look back on a pretty long road we've managed to go. So I think we continue to keep Marit and her family in our thoughts and our prayers. It's a very difficult transition for them all. After this morning's service, if you are able to, you're invited to join me and the Botanics for a picnic. If you've arrived on site and had forgotten or didn't know, panic not, I have some packaged up from the shops, spare sandwiches, so you'll be all right. You can have, or you could buy something in the botanics. That'd be much more exciting. But if you, you know, if you're able to join us, completely informal, um, 
mid around about half past 12 outside the Kibble Palace entrance. We put it on there thinking, well, if it's raining, we can go inside. It works when you put the insurance policy in place. There's sunshine. But I don't want to say it too loud in case, you know, because I'm, I'm very holy. I shouldn't believe in jinxing things, but we all know that sometimes you do. So seriously, if you're able to join um, for a picnic after the service, and if you're, you're online and you're in easy travelling distance to get to the botanics, it would be great to see you as well. This is not like a division of the two sets of people. This is just a thing that's able to be done. Next Sunday morning, I will be leading worship and that will be a communion service. So um, that would be nice to have our first communion of the sort of new school year. But now it is time for Rachel to light a candle. Thanks, Rachel. As we gather together for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ. Christ is the light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ's light this day. this morning I'm going to use a litany of summer thankfulness it may be that you actually have something you would like to offer into that so towards the end I'm just going to leave a space if anybody wants to but the idea is I will offer a short petition a sentence and then I will say thanks be to God and the way that a litany can work is you can join in if you are comfortable to or would like to with that thanks be to God Uh, it doesn't have to be perfectly lined up in time it's not a problem So let's come to God with our litany of thankfulness. 
for the long daylight hours of summer days. Thanks be to God. For a break from the routines of work, school or college. Thanks be to God. For time spent with family and friends. Thanks be to God. For sweet peas, roses and wallflowers. Thanks be to God. For beans and tomatoes grown in gardens and allotments. Thanks be to God. For sweet strawberries and other seasonal berries. Thanks be to God. For garden barbecues and hillside picnics. Thanks be to God. For fun days out or restful days in. Thanks be to God. For holidays in new places and for favourite haunts revisited. Thanks be to God. For evening strolls in parks, by rivers or around familiar streets. Thanks be to God. For paddling and swimming in cool, salty seawater. Thanks be to God. And now if anybody wants to speak something aloud, feel free. For the joy of human community. Thanks be to God. And for all that makes summer special. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please feel free if you prefer to say it in a traditional form and in the language which is most natural and normal for you. Loving Creator, we honour you and we honour all that you have made. Renew the whole world in the image of your love. Give us what we need for today and a hunger to see the whole world fed. Strengthen us for what lies ahead. Heal us from the hurts of the past. Give us courage to follow your call in this moment. For your love is the only power, the only home, the only honour we need in this world and in the world to come. Amen.
Our reading is from Daniel chapter 2 at verse 20. God is wise and powerful. Praise him forever and ever. He controls the times and the seasons. He makes and unmakes kings. It is he who gives wisdom and understanding. He reveals things that are deep and secret. He knows what is hidden in darkness, and he himself is surrounded by light. I praise you and honour you, God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and strength. You have answered my prayer. say a big thank you to those who shared their photos with us. Um, it's interesting, over the years we've had lots and lots and lots of photos but this year not so many and that's fine, it doesn't matter, it's not measured by the number we get but they have given us some really interesting insights to what summer has looked like for different people so a big thank you to those who shared. So summer is drawing a to a close the nights are fair drawing in, as the saying goes. Say that down south as well, I'd just like to uh, point out. And we are approaching our church AGM. In some ways, it marks the start of a new year in our life together. We will elect or re-elect office holders and trustees. We will receive reports and updates. And we will begin in earnest to think about what lies ahead of us. Over the next couple of weeks, as we prepare for that, I'm going to be leading some services specifically aimed at beginning to think about what does it mean for us to walk together with God at this time. So today is kind of a transition. We give thanks for some of what's been really good about the summer, knowing that actually, even already, that's becoming a memory and soon it will be just a memory because the everyday demands of work or school or retirement and the rhythms that sustain us through the winter will be back in place. So when I was trying to think which passage of scripture might I reflect on this week, I kind of cheated a bit really. I used one of the online searchable Bibles and I, I typed in season and seasons to see what scriptures popped up. And most of them were just like, it was the season of this, or these are the, the seasons of such and such. But I was really struck by the words that we've just had read for us from the book of Daniel. And they form the bulk of a prayer that Daniel prayed near the start of his story. Now, I don't know whether Daniel is history, 
or myth, I suspect is there's a bit of history in there and I suspect there's a large dose of myth in there. But it's a really interesting story and a really challenging story if you read the whole of it to reflect on. And it continues to be important in people who are Christians and Jews and Muslims. Now, I don't know what story of, of Daniel you learned as a child, but the version of Daniel's story I learned as a child actually was not remotely what it says in the Bible. Most of the children's storybooks I had, he was a little boy, and he was still only a young man by the end. And both of those, I hate to say it, folks, are wrong. Nebuchadnezzar besieged Jerusalem. He plundered the temple and he carried away a lot of precious and important articles. And as part of his strategy for dominance, he sent out his officials to find young Israelite men who were physically healthy and intellectually gifted, who could be trained up in the ways of Babylon. It seems to be the way of empire that an elite is selected and trained up. We might see it in this, well, we do see it in the story of Moses to some degree, um, although he wasn't, it wasn't an, an invasion story, but Moses grew up in the court of, of Pharaoh. But we do see it in the British Empire story, whether we like it or not, there were elites trained up, particularly in India, but also in parts of Africa. Intelligent, healthy people who could be trained in our ways and pass on our values. So that's how it was for Daniel and his four friends. But it was quite clear from the beginning that Daniel was not going to just do as he was told. Sometimes what happens at the beginning of the story of Daniel is referred to as the oldest recorded clinical trial. I believe medical students are even taught this, um, whatever their faith. The young men are offered the finest food and the finest wine the king can offer. And Daniel says, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, says the official, oh goodness me, that's going to get me into terrible trouble. So Daniel agrees with the official that they will try this for 10 days. For 10 days, he said, let us just eat vegetables and drink water. And at the end of that, you can compare us with everybody else. So it's kind of a controlled trial. And the story tells us that when they come back at the end of 10 days, there's Daniel and his friends all looking really fit and healthy, much more so than the others. Now, I'd have to say, personally, I think if you're eating all the finest roast meat and getting your free dose of wine, you're not going to be as fit and healthy as somebody who's been eating a healthy diet for that week and a half. But hey-ho. So they complete this three-year training programme and they enter royal service. And for a while everything seems to go fine. If that's too noisy, feel free to adjust doors. But it isn't a simple happy ever after story. Nebuchadnezzar is prone to nightmares. And in the culture in which he lived, dreams were considered really, really significant. They were ways that you might hear God, ways that you might discern things. So he, the king, who's not a very nice man, decides that actually his wise men need to tell him what he's dreamed and what it means or he'll execute them. And they, they kind of play for time. They say, well, well, can't you tell us? No, I'm not going to tell you because you're doing half your job for you kind of thing. 
So in the end, he starts rounding them up to execute them, and people are sent to round up Daniel and his friends because they are among the officials. Somehow or other, Daniel seems to have been blissfully unaware of this going on. So he asks what's going to happen. He says, well, hang on a minute. So he goes back to his friends and he says, look, let's pray about this. And he, ha- he goes to bed that night and he has a dream. And in his dream, he discovers, or vision it's referred to, he discovers what the king had dreamed and what it meant. And then when he gets up, he prays with his friends. And that's the prayer that we had part of read for us. So the immediate peril of death passes. Daniel reports the dream. The king says, oh, wonderful, your God is the God of all gods. Hurrah, you can be promoted to high office. And again, for a while, it all settles down. But of course, we know that's not how the story continues. We know most of us the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the fiery furnace. We probably recall the story of the writing on the wall at Belshazzar's feast and of the edict that saw Daniel thrown into a den of hungry lions. I'm not sure they had lions in that part of the world, but never mind. He was, by then, quite definitely an old man, if you read what the scriptures say. Now, whether these are true stories, whether they're myths, whether they're true stories with embroidery, they do show us a repeated cycle of a power-hungry king whose edicts and laws are basically about building up his own ego and his own status. And in that context is a small band of faithful believers who don't give up, even when, frankly, it would have been easier to do so. The seasons come, the seasons go, the times change, And in all of it, they believe that God is faithful. Now, I am really glad that nobody is going to round us up and throw us into a fiery furnace or take us to Edinburgh Zoo and try to feed us to the animals because of our religious beliefs or our political opinions. But I also know that sometimes it's really hard just to keep on keeping on, holding on to what we believe to be true, when we look out at the world around us, when we see how political leaders of all stripes can so easily lose their way, and some of them are clearly downright dishonest, dishonourable and selfish, it would be so easy, wouldn't it, just to give up. It's just the way the world is. We'll just go with it. We'll stop the thing called church. We'll stop asking the questions about truth and justice. Maybe in this time of transition, one of the things we can learn from Daniel is to keep on putting our trust in God, no matter what the times and seasons bring to us. Do you remember that song you used to, some of us might have learned in Sunday school, Dare to be a Daniel? dare to stand alone or Daniel was a man of prayer good old Daniel Daniel kept on praying he kept on trusting even though at times he must have held on by his fingertips I found myself wondering what might Daniel's prayer look like in our time so I thought I'd have a go at just reworking it a bit for us and for our context so this is what I've written I leave it to you to decide whether it speaks to you or for you at all. God, who is wise and powerful, 
We will keep on praising you always. You are the God of times and seasons, ever present, even when we are completely unaware of you, even when it feels as if you've gone away and left us. You are more powerful than all national and international political leaders put together. You know that we need people to organise and lead us. And we believe that you give wisdom and understanding to all of them who will be open to your leading. Nothing is hidden from you. And you will bring into the open all those things that are kept secret, both good and bad. We praise you and we honour you, the God of all who went before us in faith, including Daniel and his friends, and including those who founded our church. It is you who give us wisdom and strength and the courage and compassion we need to follow Jesus at this time and in this season. And we believe that you will answer our prayer. As the physical season of summer draws to its close, and as we begin the new autumn season of life together, we do so assured that the God of times and seasons travels with us and we continue to seek God's leading in all we do and all we are. Amen.
And now let's come to God with our prayers for others and for each other. Let us pray. God of times and seasons, with your ancient people, we praise you for your faithfulness and loving kindness. Whether our summer has been a time of rest and refreshment, or one of relentless activity and even anxiety, you have been with us, a quiet presence, watching over us and all that occupies us. And for that, we thank you. Once again, we come to you feeling powerless in the face of so much bad news, locally, nationally and globally. Unsure how or what to pray, and maybe even questioning the whole endeavour. Please help us to hold on to our belief that you really are the God who saves and heals, the God of good news, new beginnings and endless forgiveness. Our prayers begin in silence as we offer to God our private prayers, naming people and situations that are important to us and may not be known to anyone else. God of times and seasons, hear our private prayers and show us how we may work for their fulfilment. As a church congregation, we give thanks for those who share with us their gifts of music. And especially in this season of adapting to new technology, for those who choose, identify and extract the recordings that so enhance our worship. Show us how, in the days ahead, we may continue to develop and expand our musical worship. From our prayer diary, we pray for Jean R, Sylvia and Norman, Ailey, John, Owen and Ethan, Joan R, Margaret S, Mary and Ian, Betty, Graham, Ali and family, Lena and George. We pray too for Marit's family, and especially for her mum, as she adjusts to life after life-changing surgery. God of times and seasons, hear our prayers for these, our siblings in Christ, and show us how we may be as Christ to each of them. The Trustee Board of the Baptist Union of Scotland meets online this week to discuss matters of governance and stewardship in this season of our shared life. And we pray that their discussions will be characterised by wisdom, grace and humility as they discern together the voice of God. 
Similarly, the Board of Ministry meets with candidates to explore the shape of their calling. And here we pray for wisdom, grace, gentleness and encouragement. Our prayers are invited for Larbert Baptist Church, who seek refreshment, and Lark Hall Baptist Church, who pray for everyone there to play their part in a shared vision for revival in their town. God of times and seasons, hear our prayers for our Baptist Union, its committees and its churches, and empower all members to live out the prayers of their hearts at this time. One of the areas of work in which BMS World Mission plays a vital role is disaster relief, providing rapid responses and humanitarian aid in some of the most challenging and dangerous situations. And more importantly, equipping and empowering local indigenous Christians and churches to do the same. We pray for their work in Nepal, Mozambique, Guinea, Chad, Uganda, and across a vast Asia-Pacific region. God of times and seasons, we pray for the safety of those who work in these challenging places, that their desire to show compassion and wisdom will be fulfilled, and the challenges they face will be met. As the summer draws to its close and the seasons turn once more, as leaves begin to fall, fruit is gathered and autumn draws in. Help us to be grateful for all that we have enjoyed this summer and strengthen us for service in the days ahead. God of times and seasons, hear our prayer offered in Jesus' name. Amen.
May the God of times and seasons, the still center in the endless changes of our daily lives, be with us to comfort us, empower us, and to encourage us today and always. Amen.